0: Hello my friends, this is Bishop Campbell, welcome you again to a short meditation on the theme of living the Catholic life. This past Sunday, we heard as part of our continuing preparation to commemorate the second coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, a very interesting parable from the uh, Gospel of Matthew. It is one of the more intriguing parables that our Lord preached and it concerns the five wise and the five foolish virgins. Now, as we enter the final days of our liturgical year, and as we concentrate on the second coming, we are asked to consider how, in fact, do we prepare for it. And our Lord uses a very, really common uh, Understanding of waiting for the bridegroom to come to a wedding celebration and preparing to greet him with light. Well, in this parable, the ten virgins, all carrying their lamps, were divided by those that provided uh, enough oil and those who did not. Some believing that he would come much sooner, and others that were providing for any delay, realizing that the coming was entirely dependent on the will of the bridegroom. And as our Lord uh, would tell his disciples, that day of the Lord is coming, but its particular time is known only to our Heavenly Father, so don't spend time speculating about the particular day, but rather spend time preparing for it whenever it comes. So we understand that as we commemorate or we remember the, the coming of our Lord, we have to understand that there might be a period of waiting. As St. Peter told the disciples in his second letter, to God one day is like a thousand years, a thousand years like one day. God is patient because he wants all to be saved. But remember that the patience of of God does have a limit to be determined by him alone. So we want to use every particular day as if it would last uh, forever, or we live it as if the Lord were coming that very moment. But there is this period of waiting, and it is a period of preparation so that... We have to understand that as we prepare, we make some decisions about the way we live here and now. We are told to store up treasure that will last, even while we need to store up some treasure by working in this time for our own well being and continued existence. So that remembering the Second Coming and understanding a little about this parable of Jesus, we have an aid in determining. What is important in our day-to-day living, and what is not? What should we make sure, day by day, that we possess, like the presence of God, that we enjoy his grace, that we realize that prayer is like the air we breathe, and what is not? Maybe undue anxiety over material realities. Where do we focus, and for whom are we waiting? Because when the bridegroom appears, there will be a culmination of all expectation, all time and meaning. But then, at the end of the parable, our Lord closes the door and locks it. And this touches upon, really, the intriguing aspect of the parable that has always uh, focused my attention on it and allowed me to ponder exactly why the wise versions made the decision not to help the foolish. When the foolish realized that their oil was running out, they asked the uh, wise virgins, to share some of their own. But the wise virgin said, no, we can't share, because we might lose the oil before the bridegroom comes. Why don't you run out to the merchants and uh, provide what you had not thought of before you started this waiting? And I, I think that since kindergarten, one of the things we're always told was to share, And why wasn't an act of charity, as we might understand it commonly, called for in this instance? And I began to think that there are some things that we cannot do for another person. We cannot make an act of faith for another person. Each person must make that act on his own. Oh, we can encourage it. We can lead them to understand it. We can pray for them. But they themselves have to make that decision. And no matter how we would want to share our act of faith with that other person, the other person has to act and has to prepare. And I think that's a very important part uh, of our understanding of the Christian life. There are certain things we cannot do for another person. We cannot force them to make an act of faith. God does not force us to do that. He allows us all sorts of, of grace, of understanding, gift of his wisdom, the gift of his only son, but we all have to decide. And that part of the parable of the Ten Virgins is something that should allow us a little bit of a pause. On one hand, it makes us feel more deeply the responsibility we have for our own life within God, how we have to prepare for it, what we are to expect how we shape our daily lives. But it also allows us to understand the the crucial importance of that decision of faith. And I think we do have a responsibility for sharing the faith. We do not keep it hidden. There is always a mission that is part of our life of faith. We want to share it, we want to explain it, We want to exemplify it in such a way that it will be attractive, but we also want to be deeply serious about the fact that we have to speak it so that others will be drawn to make that critical decision. So I think the greatest gift that we can offer another person is the gift of explanation of our faith. St. Peter says to the believers, be always ready to give an explanation of the hope that you possess. But be also very ready to make certain that your life is the exemplification of the life of Christ that draws others to realize the need for that decision and for the way in which to make it.